Richie Callender's on the line. Richie, good morning. Great day for the family yesterday. The Callender Presnell, named after Ken Callender, your father, and of course, Maxie Presnell, two great racing media legends. Great to see your mum there, all your family. Would have been a proud moment, Rich. Good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, uh, Dog. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, of course, I think um, both Max and Dad were. Uh, have been tickled pink since the honour was bestowed upon them to have a race named in their honour. And, um, yeah, it was great to see them. They've been great mates for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So it was great to see them there again yesterday together. They went down and did interviews for, I think, Seven and also Sky. And uh, they sat there all afternoon having a beer and uh, having a chat. And more importantly, having a winner. I, I, uh, I heard yeah. someone ask Max Presnell, what's the favourite race? He said, the thing I backed earlier that won. And he <laughs> said, so... I think that's what, if you're a punter, you're always a punter, only curable by death. Exactly, no, 100%. I don't know if they would have backed the winner of the calendar Presnell, but talking to Chris Waller during the week, he he made mention of this race and said what a, an honour it would be to win it. Well, he trained the Quinella. Cry say or, as Darren Fendell calls it, I'll go with Darren's pronunciation, just beating Snowman. Yeah, well, I, well, I think both Max and Dad were on um, uh, Snowman. Mm. Uh, I think they thought it... Uh, uh, Art D. Glamour was the one to beat thought as a fraction short without telling stories out of school or, or betraying someone's trust. But I can tell you that we're in there after the presentation going to a, the private room and Peter McGoran was talking and Chris Waller rang Sophie Baker and he said, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love you to present my trophy to Max Presnell and request that the ATC make another trophy and I present that to Ken when they get that done. So I thought wow. that was very nice. Fantastic. And I know that uh, both of them were tickled pink. Rich, what was your take on the Cox Plate? Uh, great race. A lot of hard luck stories. Uh, I think he's been quiet for probably a uh, few months. But I thought uh, James McDonald showed the last couple of days why he sits near the top of the tree. He got his horse to have every chance. And a lot of others uh, are licking the wounds this morning with some hard luck stories. I should have done this. I probably should have done that. But uh, no. and, and you know what? It's, it's great for, for racing as well. Uh, is Romantic Warrior the best 2,000-metre horse in uh, around the world? Well, he's certainly in the conversation. He got the luck yesterday. I think you could run that race in three or four more or five more times, Dog, and we get different results. But uh, a great result, and well done to Danny Schumann, the team who took the opportunity to, you know, jump on a plane, come out. He always said they were going to improve from one run to the next, and mm. um, they got rewarded yesterday with the Cox Plate. But it was a great race, no doubt. And, but... And I'm a fan of Michael Brow, the boss of Mooney Valley, but I think he'd be disappointed with... Uh, I think they've got to reshape their whole carnival. Um, like, the Manicato, without being disrespectful, was just embarrassing. Uh, a group one, Imperatus, um, he's top tier. And then when Bonanotchas was crashing the barrier, it was really just... You know, honestly, I'm not being disrespectful, dog, but it, it'd be just like, you know, me running around with five-year-olds, and, and I reckon I'd nearly beat them in any race, too. So... It, it, so it was sure. an anti-climax and disappointing for a Group 1. It, it makes it laughable that the Medicardo goes down as a Group 1 for imperatives and think about it, who won the Everest, the best sprint race in the world. <laughs> Admittedly, gets the big lion's share of the $20 million, but it's not even considered a Group 1. Yeah, even a race like the Premier Stakes was a, a better race. Oh. And Peritree's an absolute star, but I know where you're coming from in relation to that. It's just, uh, there's a lot of things that need addressing in Australian racing. That's one of them. What about back in Sydney? Tom Kitten has raced without luck all spring and he was getting a reputation as being one of those horses that maybe 
luck was just going to continually avoid him in races. But great ride, Adam Hieronymus, yesterday. And was a star born in Tom Kitten in the spring champion, Rich? Well, I think of what it, I think of what it shows yesterday, and those that would have been critical of Tom Kitt and the stars before, I, I think it just shows to show you know, if you get up to the distance that you appreciate and you mm. draw a, a plumb barrier, you can be in a different position than you. I'm not being. If you go back, I know my out the horse that we had a peanut in is a different kettle of fish, but Waterford the start before finally drew a good barrier, and you're in the race at Rose Hill. You draw a barrier, barrier, not in the race. And Tom Kitt had just been. Uh, 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 victim of circumstances, and you couldn't ride it differently. It's luck just eluded it. Yesterday, perfect barrier, perfect distance, well trained, and you have the luck. Mm. There's not much between the top and the, and the next five or six down in so many of our uh, our classes in racing. You need to get the luck. You need to get a good barrier, and that's what Tom Kitten got yesterday, and, and he showed what the quality is. And if he happens to go to the Derby, which I know you'll talk to James Cummings uh, next hour. It'll be awfully, awfully hard to beat because yesterday showed it can relax and then dash. Exactly, yeah. Put an absolute margin on them and it was a very, very impressive win. Espiona's had a great spring carnival and she got up in the invitation. She wouldn't be the easiest horse to ride, but when she lets down, she's got an outstanding turn of foot, Rich. Well, it was, you know what? You've you, you, you got to live and die by your sword. Karen McAvoy had the opportunity to ride Fangirl in a Cox Plate. And I know that him and his manager, Brian Haskins, sat down and they thought to themselves, you know, you've got to go where the best opportunity for you. And he had the one ride there. You might pick up one or two here. And Karen said, well, if I stay in Sydney, I'm Arctic Glamour in the Keller de Presnel. I'm on um, like, uh, SBA the other one. The, big, yeah. the spring champion, he was going to be, he ran on Cap Ferrara in second. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in the invitation, he was Espiona. Espiona was the one that said, right, I'll stay in Sydney. He won, yeah. He, he won a place, and he won, of course, the Invitational. So just reward for Karen and a great ride. Mm. Uh, I think you can fall into the barrier uh, of trying to ride her a little bit too aggressive. He enabled her to settle. He got on the back of Sammy Clippen, and um, I thought Magic Time was brave, but gee, she's a good mare, Espiona, and, yeah. and she showed that once again that Everest form isn't too bad. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if a star was born with Tom Kitten, maybe we're watching. Um, a star continually evolved with Tyler Schiller. He rode three winners yesterday. A couple of his rides were just magic. Um, he now leads the Sydney Jockeys Premiership, and with three months into the season, what odds that would have been at the start of the year? But um, he's a young man going places in a hurry, Rich. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's you come out of your time. It's never easy, and it took Tyler a couple of months just to adapt. But he's on a on a crest of a wave now. And, and the best thing about Tyler Schiller, that for those that have never met Tyler, and I know Ray and I have talked to him a lot, he's, he's just a beautiful young man, mm. um, always so well-mannered, um, always asks questions, wants to learn, talks to everyone uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in, an, in an older man's world so well, and um, he gets all the rewards that he deserves because he's a very talented young rider. I said last uh, so many times, I reckon it wasn't the Canterbury night season just gone, the one before was one where I thought to myself, wow, he's now evolved and he's just come of age, Tyler. And, yeah, he'll be, when when he retires, when you talk about the, you know, the Bowmans, the Dipmans, the McDonald's, he, he'll be mentioned in the name Schiller alongside there. Rich, have you been listening to the show? And if so, our talk topic is best and worst concerts you've been to, given I ducked over and saw Sir Paul last night. Can you remember your best concert and your well, worst? Let me just say this to start with, Doc. I'll be honest. I don't have FM on my radio. 
So, look, I'm not what you'd call... <laughs> you stuck on the racing music. channel. Correct. Sky Sports well, Radio. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a music fan as such, but I can tell you that my eldest daughter my next, and my youngest daughter are both country music fans. My eldest is a complete mad, mad woman in relation to country music. So I have been... To, I went to Morgan Wallen lately uh, with Hardy and Ernest and Bailey Zimmerman. I thought that was just incredible. I'm not a... And I went and saw two young blokes who are going to be the next big things in Australian country music at a pub at uh, Annandale there called Zach and George. And I'm telling you, dog, you get on their bandwagon now, Zach and George, two young blokes. They are outstanding. There you go. Zach right. and George. Zach and George. Outstanding. Zach and George. As always, to... Rich, you're outstanding, mate. So I really Can appreciate it. Can I finish with one yep. thing, Ray? Yeah, yeah. I wish you the best in, in uh, where you're where you, you're going to look after that matter and yourself, your personal health. I wish you the best. Have a great trip, dog. And without making a harp, I just want I know that I don't I'm not a big fan of the afterlife, but I just wanted to say that um, six years ago today, I lost a brother, but we lost a legend. And I, I, I was we'll, we'll celebrate Matt's life today, but I, I think back and I think one if we could all leave a legacy of the, beanies, the NRL beanie for brain cancer, which God covers so well every year. Been over $26 million just raised in the beanies round wow. as well wow. with the Mark Hughes Foundation. So if you can keep supporting the uh, the beanies and the Mark Hughes Foundation, that makes my family very proud and mm. it carries on the legacy of my late brother, Matt, who was uh, as close to a saint that I've ever met. Beautifully said, Rich. And I didn't realise it was today, but that six years has gone way too fast. Great man, Matt Callender. Appreciate... Your thoughts, as always, on a Sunday morning, Rich, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, Rich. See you, boys.